Hello, hello, you guys. Welcome back to Save Not Soft. Good morning, y'all. Or good good evening. Or whenever you're listening to this, good, good day. Good day it is. Um, wow. Today, this episode is going to be pretty different because usually I come with like a lot of notes and a pre, like, like a pre-teaching, like something that I think about for two weeks and I really put, or at least two weeks and I put my whole like mind, body, soul, and spirit into this. But this week, um, I just really wanted to talk from my heart and be vulnerable, transparent, and open about things that God is bringing me through. And, um, just talking about what's on my heart and what the Lord's showing me in this season. And I feel like this is something that a lot of people can also relate to right now. Um, as the mission of this podcast is for you to be heard, seen, and loved. Um, what better way to do that than to relate? <laughs> um, and I feel like y'all can relate to the thing that I'm going through. And um, yeah, the Lord just wanted me tr- to be transparent. Uh for this episode. So I'm really excited. Um, let's just bow our heads and close our eyes and just see where the Holy Spirit takes us. Like we're just, we're just going to talk about whatever. Um, and I'm really excited. So if you guys can please bow your heads and close your eyes with me, that'd be amazing. Dear heavenly father, we just thank you. We just praise your name and for who you are. Uh, father God, I just pray that during this episode, you speak through me that, um, you give me the comfortability to, uh, be vulnerable and transparent that the things that come out of my mouth and the experience and suffering that I'm going through right now is going to be the thing that you use to help other people for your namesake, for your glory's sake. And I pray for the people who are at home listening to this um, or anywhere listening to this and they're struggling. I pray that they receive peace of mind. Uh, I pray that they remember that they are heard, seen, and loved by you and that you are just more than able you are more than able, God. And I have so much faith in you today that sharing this is just going to catapult people's faith and um, just let everything flow from my mouth be out of love and let it be completely raw, transparent, and full of vulnerability. Um, so we're just coming with our open hearts, open minds, and open hands, uh, expecting you to just be you. And we're so ex- excited to hear what you have to say. And we're just wanting to press in and hear who you are. Uh, we want to see Jesus. We want to see Jesus. We want to see Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. There's a little something my eye felt it while I was praying. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. I do know there's one thing I want to bring up. I got to grab my notebook to go get it. Give me five seconds. Give me five seconds. Yeah, there's just been a lot of things the Lord has been revealing to me uh, the past few weeks, and I'm really, I'm really excited. Also, super fun and exciting news. Um, I don't know how it's going to play into this podcast, but I'm moving. Praise God. So um, I'm going to be moving these next three weeks and um, getting a new location. The setup's not going to look the same. Still going to be the same vibe, like sitting on a couch, chilling. It's just going to be at a new crib, which I'm really excited for. 
and answered prayer and God like it was so ram in the bush. It was so awesome. Okay, I'll give a testimony real quick. So I've been praying to move out for a minute. And I live in California. And if you don't live in California, just know it's very expensive here. So um, I was looking to get apartments and I wanted to either find roommates or just get a one bedroom. But it was looking like I was going to have to pay like three grand a month. I bet y'all listening to this like, what? That's crazy. And I could have done it. Like I could do that. Is it wise? Heck not. Um, especially because I fly everywhere and I'm traveling. It just wouldn't make sense for me. Like $3,000 a month is a lot of money. So I was like, I, mm. so I was just praying to God. And uh, my grandma actually ended up getting a new house and she gave me the whole upstairs. Um, which is like massive and beautiful. So I have like the master bedroom. I have a living room. I have a um, an office space um, because I'm selling my studio, moving all that stuff into the new house. And God just like completely provided. So God is so good. And it was such like a ram in the bush type moment. So these next like few weeks after Christmas, um, I'm moving all of my junk in there. And then um, I'm going on a, I'm going on two trips. I'm going with uh, one of my best friends to, uh, oh my gosh, going to one of my best friends to, uh, AZ, um, for her birthday. And then, uh, I'm going to go fly and visit my boyfriend. So after that, hopefully peace of mind happens, but yeah, a little mini testimony. What are we going to talk about today? Title is easier said than done. I did come up with the title. Um, because if I were to describe my season right now, it's given very, it's easier said than done. Um, y'all know me. I come on this podcast and I preach the word, preach the word, preach the word. Um, and there's some things that are just easier said than done. And I feel like sometimes we set goals for ourselves and we work on self-development and we want to be the full extensus of who Christ has called us to be, but it's way easier said than done. And the season that I'm going through right now is a lot of doing and, um, and not just, not that things that I've said was hypocritical at all. That's not what I'm saying at all, because I know these things and act upon them. But I think, um, there's a lot of things I was oblivious to that I'm now encountering in the season. And, um, it's hard. It's very hard. So I just want to be really um, vulnerable and transparent about the things I'm going through and how God has been helping me through shoot, all of it and how gracious and loving he's been. Um, number of things. I-, I wrote down a few notes and things I want to talk about. I feel like, um, how do I want to explain this? The season I'm going through right now is the best season I've ever had career-wise, financially, materialistically, like, and that means, like, traveling, friends, like, things, like, even, even, like, wisdom and knowledge to, to an extent, but the downside to my season right now, even my health is at all-time peak, the downtime, the down, side to my season right now is my mental health um and it's so crazy because my life is so great right now and like 
everything's so great right now. Like things I've prayed for. God has been blessing me. He's been answering me and giving me the things I've been praying for, for like, shoot years. And like, I'm dealing with a whole bunch of mental crap. Um, I've been feeling really discouraged about myself. Um, it's, it's more difficult for me to like step into that, that strong authority that I've always stepped into for some reason. It was like, it was just like a switch and it was, um, it, it happened kind of suddenly like this past month. It's just been a month of a lot of unexpressed emotions, a lot of deliverance and trying to figure out the root of this like mental, like funk I'm in and understanding that, okay, I'm definitely being tested (laughs) and I'm definitely facing a trial. So how can I use the tools that God has given me to overcome these things? And, um, there's a few things I'm realizing right now that are just like, dang, yeah. And I think this is kind of, I feel like God talks to me a lot. But I feel like this is one of the most times as of recently, for sure, to where I'm like really seeking to know God and who he is um, in a sense of like, what what are you really saying? And what am I really going through? And who is your son? And I've always asked those questions, but I feel like as of recently, it's a lot more intimate and deeper because I'm understanding I cannot do every day without him. Um not having Jesus is not like having fresh air. And the more I go without it, it's like I'm I'm literally losing the life that's inside of me. And um I've been prioritizing just getting more Jesus time. Um and I think sometimes God will allow suffering to happen so we could depend on him more. And that's definitely the season I'm going through. I feel like I'm going through a season where it's like, "Bro, what's going on?" And God is just so faithful and just founded so firm into the ground that I'm able to hold on to him in the midst of the wind. And I think there's something really beautiful about suffering that I could see from an outside level. But once you're in it, it's like, nah, get me out, get me out, get me out, get me out. And I think the the patience thing is definitely something I'm having a hard time with right now. Uh... So yeah, if this makes sense, the basis of it is I'm struggling and that's okay. It's okay to struggle. Um, It's okay to go through struggles and trials and tests um, because what does the Bible say? The Bible says that struggling produces perseverance, that sufferings produce perseverance, not struggles, perseverance or, ah, oh my gosh, words, sufferings. Um, What's that, James? Let me bring that up real quick. Is that James 1? James 1, 2? Because you know that great suffering produces... Ah, here we go. James 1, 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. I heard a pastor say one time that faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. And when our faith gets tested... You know, 
tests aren't supposed to be easy. And I think we get mad as Christians when we get into these struggles and these trials and these tests. Like, dang, like, why am I having such a hard time? Which is literally what I'm going through right now. Like, God, why is this so hard? Why do I feel like I can't overcome this and all these things? It's because a test is never supposed to be easy. Like, tests are to challenge you. And you're supposed to try. You're supposed to use the things that you have learned to apply it to the test that you are being given. And I love in James how it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because we'll be, we'll literally be in trials and not be joyous. When James tells us, consider it pure joy, because whenever you face trials of many kinds, you know that your faith produces perseverance. The testing of your faith produces perseverance. And it's like, we have the answer right in this. We have the answer in this. The testing of your faith produces perseverance. So consider it pure joy. Be joyful in this season because God used because God gets to use our weakness as a pedestal for him to be strong. And uh this is what I mean by easier said than done. Because I could sit here and be like, oh, I'm weak, so God gets to be strong, which is very true and evident. This is what the word says. At the same time, it's way easier said than done because I'm weak right now. That does not feel good. <laughs> that does not feel good whenever I know that that trials produce produces perseverance for my faith. Like I know that, but the trial still sucks and it's still hard. So yes, it's easier said than done. But what the Lord has been telling me recently Oh, I get to share this. Yes, I get to share this. I was going to, oh my gosh, this was so good. This is what the Lord has been reminding me as of recently. Because I'm going through these sufferings. He's like, consider it pure joy. It's going to produce perseverance. And it's like, think of it like working out. I feel like I say this all the time. You going hard at the gym. You lifting all the weights and you're squatting so deep with all with all the weight that's on you and you're doing all the heavy leg presses and you're sprinting uh, miles a day. Like that's hard work and it takes a really big toll on your body, but you're not going to see the muscles poking out until like months later or depending on what you eat and how much you work out. You get what I'm saying. It's like in order to see progression, you have to work hard. And I think it's so funny when it comes to our faith, we just think it's like, la di la di da when it's just as much as hard work to see the perseverance. So when we face many hard trials, like this is the hard work that's being put in. So what produces what? Perseverance, the outcome. And what, how the Lord has been reminding me to stay consistent and be faithful and just continuously step into His goodness and just hang on and don't give up because it's really easy to give up when you feel weak. He's been reminding me to be strong and courageous. Let me give you all a testimony because it's so beautiful. Oh, thank you, Lord, for reminding me of it. Because I feel like I need to hear this every day. I was at my studio and I was just doing work. And I was having a really, really, really hard day. I was getting really discouraged. And I just heard... Because as of recently, I've been kind of like hyping myself up in my mind. Does anyone else do that? Do you hype yourself up in your mind? Like, you got this. Keep going. You know the word. Lean into God. And I'm just reminding myself all day just like to just be in his presence. Give it all to him. Don't be fearful. Don't be afraid. And I'm I'm just like at, uh, at my studio doing some work. And the Lord just says, be strong and courageous. And I kind of like stops. And then I was like, 
was that me or God? Like, did I say that to myself or did God say that? And I was like, okay, I'm going to go home soon and I'm going to study what being strong and courageous means, right? And so uh, I came home that same very night and um, I studied Joshua 1, nine where it says, be strong and courageous. It says it other other places as well, but um, I was at Joshua 1, nine, and let me just pull it up. Ooh, did I write, I wrote it down. Did I write it down on my phone? Or, there we go. So Joshua 1, 5 through 9. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with you, so I will be with you. Oh, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law meditated always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And this is like, encouraging right it's like be strong and courageous god's gonna go with me wherever i go yeah that's so good and i I just think it's so beautiful how whenever i feel so weak and weary that the lord reminds me to be strong and courageous and then as i'm studying this i'm like what does it even mean to be strong and to be courageous because when i think to be strong i think to be like boom boom Mm, you know or i think uh to be courageous I always think of um, the Wizard of Oz, the lion. So I'm like, what do these words even mean? And how can I step into being strong and courageous, right? And I look at the context of what's happening too, because context always matters, not just the be strong and courageous, like what's happening right now. Basically, Moses had had the job to deliver the Israelites into the promised land. He ended up dropping the dang ball. Joshua then came, picked it back up, and finished the job of Moses and delivered the Israelites into the promised land. So that's why the Lord was telling Jo not Joseph, hello, Joshua, so many J's in the Bible, like, be strong and courageous and know that I am with you. Like, just as I appointed Mo- Moses, I will also appoint you. Like, be strong and courageous. Lean into my presence. Like, do the job, right? And Joshua kind of represents, like, the next right? Because Moses was great and powerful through God and made an impact and was able to deliver the Israelites out of Egypt and all these things. But God used Joshua as the next like pillar, the next point, um, the next step. And I feel like that's also what God's telling me is that he wants me to be the next. He wants me to step up and take God's people to a place that they've never been before. Into, into a new land filled of promises and love and empathy and mercy and grace and providence and sovereignty. That's where God is wanting me to be because I'm called to be a leader. And I feel like he was just pressing on my heart to be strong and courageous as I'm stepping into the season of elevation. Because there's so much happening just with this podcast, working with TBN and going higher up in like ministry. 
he's telling me to be strong and courageous. And um, when I looked into what it meant to be strong and courageous, oh my gosh, being strong and courageous doesn't mean that you're never going to face trials and tribulations. Because I think we could say, oh, be strong and courageous, meaning that like, oh, if I'm strong and courageous, like no problems will ever come my way. Can I tell you what being strong and courageous means? Oh, it's so good. To be strong. The definition of strong is to be able to withstand a great force or pressure. So you're telling, I'm going to endure the great force and pressure. <laughs> but I'm standing. I'm withstanding against it. And what does it mean to withstand? To withstand means to remain undamaged or unaffected by. Uh! So what? So to be strong means to be able to withstand great force or great pressure. Means to remain undamaged and unaffected by great force or pressure. Which means that great force and pressure is going to be there. But through the authority of Christ, you have the ability to withstand it. To be unaffected and undamaged. And to remain that way through Christ. And then what it means to be courageous means to not be deterred by danger or pain, but to be brave. To deter means to discourage someone from doing uh, by instilling doubt or the fear of consequences. Um, And to discourage means to lose confidence, right? And then you want to know what bravery means, which is pretty much like the synonym for um, courageous. To be brave means to be ready to face and endure danger or pain. Are you freaking kidding me? So what is this saying? Literally, what? Oh, hello. Where did I go? There we go. So being strong and courageous has to go with one another because basically what being strong and courageous means is that you have to be able to remain undamaged and unaffected by great forces of pressure and not lose confidence And to not instill yourself in fear and doubt. Be ready to face and endure danger or pain. So when God was telling me to be strong and courageous, he was simultaneously telling me to be ready. Like, literally to be brave. Ready to face and endure danger or pain. He never said it wasn't coming. But he gives us the tools and the ability to stand firm. Y'all want to know what these tools are? Oh, Holy Spirit. Y'all want to know what these tools are? Can I please tell you? Turn to Ephesians 6. Down to verse 11. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to take. Oh, sorry. So that you can. Excuse me. That was very important that. I missed that littering. Let me reread it. Put on the full armor of God so that you could take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of the evil heavenly of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. The full armor of God, not just one piece, all of it. So that when the day of evil comes, you may, may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, 
and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. We got weapons. We could be strong and courageous because the Lord has given us tools to do so. And don't just put on one piece of the armor. Put on all of it. Put on all of it. Put on all of it. Thank you, Jesus. So good. And I feel like when I'm um, going through this season of suffering and just kind of like, ah, what's going on? God's just like, be ready for what's next. Be ready for the elevation. And suffering sucks on all, in all forms and sizes. <laughs> like, suffering is just terrible. And um, I'm not oblivious to the fact that y'all go through things. <laughs> because I go through things. And everyone just goes through stuff. Uh, whether if it's big or small. We all have trials. It's not necessarily about what happens. It's about how we respond, right? And um, I think sometimes how a lot of people have a hard time running back to God in suffering because they're like, okay, uh, I know all this about God, but like, God, why are you allowing this to happen? Like, why am I in this season? I thought you were good. I thought you were faithful. All these things. He is. And I look at the story of Job. Let me bring this up. The story of Job is so beautiful. Because Job wasn't just like a like a man that Satan decided to pick on. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. I feel like every time we think of suffering, we go to my boy Job. And we're like, this man... Been through it all. Like, his whole family died. He lost everything. Bro, like, shaved his head. Like, I would have been devastated if I had to shave my head. But I think um, when we think of suffering, we always think of Job. And I think what's so timely about suffering, or so timely to know about suffering, is that it's just not, it's not something that God permits onto you. It's not something that God's like, I want them to suffer. I want them to perish. Like, I choose you for your mom to die. Like that's not how that's not how God works. Um God doesn't intend suffering, but he does allow it for the sake for his name to be glorified and for per- perseverance to grow. But more importantly, because God trusts us. What? What do you mean by that? There's there's a part of God that trusts us. And I really do believe that certain suffering happens because he trusts us with it and with the wisdom and the knowledge that he's poured into us. And let me tell you why. Job 1, 6, that's where we're starting. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan who also came with them. Let's pause real quick. So what what I get from that verse alone is that Satan can't just go out and mess with people. He literally has to present requests before the Lord. So before you're getting picked on. The enemy isn't just la-di-di, la-di-da-ding everywhere. 
He had to go before. He's, he, he has also submitted under the Lord. He has to go to, to our great father and be like, hey, yo, like, can I go mess with Amy real quick? Like, such a loser. Such a loser. He can't even do anything on his own. He has to go to the father. So, if the, if the father has to grant, grant him permit, uh, excuse me. If the father has to grant him permission to come and, like, toy with us, that same father has the ability to pull us out. Like, but like I said, though, he allows it to happen because there's a deeper of him that trusts us. Let me tell you why. Seven, the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There's no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and surely he will curse your face. The Lord said to Satan, Very well then, everything he has uh, in your power, but on the man himself do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Okay, one of those so, this is why God trusts us. Satan didn't even bring up Job. He said, the Lord said in saying, where have you came from? Satan said to the Lord, from rolling throughout the earth, going back and forth from it. He, he did not say nothing about Job. He just said how he, la-di-dee, on the, la-da-da-da-da, on the earth, bro said nothing about Job. And God suggests Job to Satan, saying, have you considered my servant Job? I bet Job was so sick. I bet Job was like, my brother. <laughs> Not my brother. Like, God, why? Why would you suggest me? But it literally says that there's no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. So God suggested Job because he was like, he got it. Like, he loves me. So go ahead and, and toy with him and play with him. Because... He will not leave me because I trust him. He is my child. So go ahead, play your games. Try and throw your arrows. It's not going to shake his faith. Like, what? So the things that we're going through right now, God trusts us through it. And the enemy's not just like, like throwing all these or shooting all these arrows like, just just for fun. He literally has to present himself before the Lord. God gives him the say-so because God trusts us and God knows we're going to make it out. Scripture always says that, also says, not always says, also says, where did I write it at? Did I write it in easier said than done? Or, mm. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you except for what is Wait, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not lead you. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can, what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So what does that mean? The things that we're going through, there's a way of escape. Every single thing that we go through, there's a way of escape. There is light at the end of the tunnel. There is light at the end of the tunnel. 
And uh, last thing I'm going to talk about, I don't know what, how I'm doing on time. I have no idea. Just let me look at my camera. What are we on? I can't tell. I can't tell. Um, I'm in a Bible study, and I just started uh, doing it with a few of my creator friends three weeks ago, and it's really been helping a lot um, with my faith and just uh, having other women in the same industry as me like hold me accountable. It's been awesome. But I want to talk about one thing that was uh, talked about in our in our group chat that was or in our bible study which is so awesome i'm gonna share with you guys too because god just like completely completely spoke it was awesome um i have to bring up scripture on my phone though uh what is it matthew 13 if you guys want to turn there matthew 13 we're just talking about suffering today that's literally what we're talking about um, and we're talking about this because this is very real. And I feel like especially with like the holidays and like stuff like that, it's really easy to like be bitter and go through times that are really hard. And you know, we're not called to stay bitter. We're not called to stay bitter. We're called to love. So once we understand the season of our suffering, it's easier to find joy in it. Just like James said. Okay. Is everyone at Matthew chapter three? Or chapter 13, excuse me. So this is the parable of the weeds. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed sings, seeds, weeds, sorry, and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and the formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seeds in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull, pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat in them. Let both grow together until harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, then gather the wheat and bring them into my barn. Oh, this is such good news. I don't know if y'all caught that. Envision this. Okay, visionary time. Jesus says, this is what the kingdom of God looks like. You got your nice little field. You have good crops, good wheat. And while you're sleeping in the middle of the night, you have little stupid, stupid, dumb, dumb coming through the field and sprinkling these weeds over your good crops. They start to grow together. And your servants are asking you, hey, can we pull out these weeds or weeds? Because, you know, they not so good. And the sower says no. Because you might also uproot the wheat. So what does this tell us? That wheat, which is good crops, and weeds that are planted from our enemies, have to grow together. And they do grow together. Why? Because you're not able to get certain harvest without suffering also being right next to its side. Certain harvest can't be produced without suffering. And it says that the weeds are going to be pulled out and thrown into the fire, but they grow together. Our job is to discern what is the wheat and what is the weed. And it's funny because they even sound alike. 
and they have a very similar nature. Wheat weed, wheat weed, wheat 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 wheat. wheat. It sounds the same. Wheat weed. There's there's one letter difference. There's a T at the end of one and a D at the end of one. They they even sound familiar. It's to discern the difference to things that may look alike and may have the same nature, but one is from God and the one is from your enemies. Focus on the weeds, not the weeds, because the weeds will be thrown into the fire. And what's so beautiful about the nature of wheat and weed is that weeds like stand straight up under the sun. Have you ever seen weeds? Like they just like stand straight up and they just like so proud and just like, like so dumb, right? But wheat bows under the sun. The, The nature of wheat just falls. It bows. And that's what good soil looks like. That's what good crops looks like. So when you're intertwining with suffering, discern what is the wheat? What is the weeds? And bow under the presence of the sun, which is Jesus. And uh, it talks about wheat a lot throughout the Bible. And one thing I learned while I was on um, my mission trip uh, earlier this year in Maui um, is that there is a very crazy process that happens with wheat. Uh, wheat is harvested really crazy. So now that we know it it goes with the weeds, they have to grow together, that there's always going to be something next to me that's trying to like be some sort of like adversary. Uh, harvest, or did I write it in order? There we go. It's a cycle. The harvest grows with the weeds. It's then separated when fully grown through being stepped on, thrown up, gathered, and burned, fruit is finally produced, and then you use the seeds to plant again. That sounds like a crazy process. Crazy process. So there's a growing process, then there's a separation process where chaff is then stepped on. It's thrown up into the air with a winnowing fork. This thing is like like pitchfork vibes. And... You gather all of the wheat that was cut off and throw it into the barn and you burn it. And as the Bible says, with unquenchable fire. Suffering don't feel good. Being purified don't feel good. We even talk about, um, did I say this last episode? I'm not sure. Like iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Like there's a lot of impact that happens when they're sharpening one another. It's a lot of, like, it's not just a cute little hee-hee-hee-hee. Purification requires a lot of sharpening that isn't very pleasant. Suffering is also sharpening. Hey, that's the word. Your suffering is sharpening you. Because you're banging against something that's just making your face sharper. Ooh, who need to hear that? I do. I know I need to hear that. I'm preaching myself. Your suffering is making you sharper. The impact is needed. So God can use the things that you're going through to increase your faith and to sharpen your faith. You thought this was going to be easy? You signed up for this. When you signed up to, to be the father's daughter or son, it literally says in scripture that we endure all of we inherit all of his blessings and inherit also all of his sufferings. Girl, you thought this was going to be easy? God trusts you. 
and there is an end to your suffering. Even we see how nature works. After every, after every storm, there's a rainbow. And if there's not a rainbow, there's sunshine. The way that our planet even exists shows that a good always comes out of a negative. That there's more good than a negative. Focus on the wheat. Stop looking at the weeds. Change your mindset. Life is too good to focus on the things that are trying to throw us into confusion and corruption. Like go take a walk. Hang out with your friends. Don't isolate yourself. God is wanting you to see the bright side. And I think it's, again, easier said than done. But I think um, we could actually do these things that are easier said than done by staying on a word, by being around community and being vulnerable, talking about, oh, I know y'all hate this right now. But we're like, oh, you tell me you talk about my feelings. You have to. Tell people about how you're feeling. Talk to people. Seek counseling. Therapy. Talk to your pastor. Talk to his wife. Go to a small group. Feed into the word. Do things you enjoy. Like, you are not supposed to do this on your own. And you're sure as heck not alone. You're sure as heck not alone, girl. You are not alone. Because I think a lot of people come up to me and they're like, when they meet me in person for sure. And they're like, oh, I just admire your faith. Seeing you grow. You encourage me so much. All these things. I'm like, dang, little do they know I'm struggling. (laughs) That God's using me. But dang, like, I'm struggling. But like how I said um, in the episode that God uses broken people, that we're like crowns, that we may be broken, but we still have the ability to be used so we could color. And God is using the broken things for his glory. And even through your sufferings, God gets to be miraculous and beautiful. So that's my encouragement. And that's just what I'm going through. And easier said than done, it takes time. You got to seek his presence every day. You got to understand the season you're going through. Just don't give up and keep pushing because he's so good. And remember the things that God has done for you. We're doing calls to the altar moment. That's what God just told me. Okay. Holy Spirit, give me instruction. How do you want me to do this? Okay. Okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay. So, I feel like there are Or, I know there is because Holy Spirit's telling me, there are some of you watching this episode who have let your suffering hold you by the neck for too long. Um, Sorry, Holy Spirit's just talking to me. Okay. God is telling me to step into your authority And not come into agreement with the things that are pretty much, how do you want to say that, Jesus? The things that are intending your suffering, whether if that's emotions, negative emotions, a circumstance, or people, things that are throwing you into confusion, depression, sadness, anxiousness, anger, whatever these things may be. Don't let that thing keep you by the neck. You have the authority and the ability to switch roles. And you have the authority 
to hold that thing by the neck. Um, this is something I went through recently. I started feeling really small and feeling like I couldn't conquer. But God reminded me of something that I can relate to. I hate bugs so much. And uh, I hate spiders. I hate uh, cucarachas. I hate all of them. And uh, I can never, I'm, I'm a 22-year-old woman. I still can't kill a dang bug. I have to tell my parents or even call my best friend driving my house and kill a bug for me because I can't do it. And it's so funny because it's not going to hurt me, but it looks scary and gross. So I don't even want to touch it, right? It's the same thing with the things that we go through. We get so intimidated by depression, fear, anxiety, anger, uh, abandonment, all of these things that we have the authority to squish it. We have the authority to kill it. But yet, we'll be intimidated we'll be intimidated by these insects full of doubt, fear, insecurity, anger, anxiousness, you name it. When God gives us the authority to get the dang shoe and squish that bug. So, I don't know what bug it is that you've been scared to squish. But God's wanting to kill it for you and then show you on the napkin that it's dead. Because my parents always do that. When they would kill a bug for me, they would squish it and then they'd show me the bug and then be like, look, it's dead. God wants to do that same thing. He wants to, he wants to squish the bug of doubt, of fear, insecurity, regret, abandonment, and show it to you so you know that you're bigger than it. Through him, you are bigger than these things. These things cannot conquer you. You have the ability to conquer these things through Christ. And what the Spirit of the Lord was telling me is that a lot of you guys, or not a lot of you guys, some of you guys haven't said yes to him and haven't given your life to him and want to in this moment. So I'm going to present you the opportunity to say yes to Jesus and for him to kill that bug. For for you to let go of the thing that's been throwing you into a cycle of negative emotions and negative circumstances. So we're just going to invite Jesus into that. Uh, if that's you, please pray with me. If that's not you, please pray for the person who's receiving this. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this, um, for this moment, for everything you've spoken, everything you've been doing through this episode. Uh God, I just lift up this person uh, who's wanting to give their life to you, Father God. And uh, we are just coming with the expectation that when we lay our lives down, that you will pick us back up in a way that we can't even imagine. That you will give us a new meaning for life, a new meaning for love. Um, Jesus, we know that you are so gracious and so powerful. And God... We just give you the things uh, that are throwing us into fear, confusion, neglect, abandonment, and doubt. And uh, to whoever is receiving God for the first time, if you could please repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I praise you and I thank you. I believe you sent your son, Jesus, To die for my sins. And I believe that Jesus. 
is your son. And that he rose three days later for the atonement of my sins. He paid a debt that I should have paid. But you paid it instead. So I thank you. I accept you. Come into my heart. Change me. Transform me. Examine me. Give me a new meaning of life. Transform my heart, soul, mind, body, and spirit. I accept you. I open my door to you, Jesus. You could come inside. I thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, maybe this is just a time to just sit in the presence of God and feel his love. Feel his love. Feel his love. Let his love pour out on you. Rest in it. Open up the word. Don't lose this moment of you being in his presence. Some of y'all probably got to go to work or go to school or go to the gym. Like, just take a moment to praise him and to see him. To see him. Um... I'm going to go into a few announcements, but if you're really in the present, pause this video or click off of it and don't listen to what I'm going to have to say next. I'll give you time. Okay. Announcements. Like I said, I'm moving uh, these next few weeks, so I'll keep you guys posted on my Instagram page uh, what that's looking like, what the schedule's going to look like. I'm also trying to like rebrand my Instagram and like everything is really exciting stuff's coming up and I'm trying how to like, trying to figure out how to capture it the best. Um, and I'm having a really hard time organizing stuff and making it look the way that I want it to look. So we're going to work on it. Um, uh, if you gave your life to Christ, there's a link down below. That says, I gave my life to Christ. Please fill out your information, how I can pray for you. That would be amazing. Um, if you have prayer requests, there's also a link down, be down below that you can fill out so I can pray for you guys. And then um, if you feel led to tithe towards this ministry, there is a Cash App link in my bio. Um, and if you don't feel led to tithe, just please pray. Pray over me and my ministry in the season that I'm going through, please. Um, as I'm praying for you guys and loving on y'all. So, yeah. I love you guys so much. Um, I'm so blessed and excited to see how the Lord is just going to move through all of this. Um, yeah, God is so good. God is so good. Oh, I think next time I'll see you guys this is a new year. I'll see you next year, I think. <laughs> Maybe sooner. We'll see. Love you guys. Bye.